Isn't it awesome when we see God answer our prayers, especially when those answers come through our students and after a long time of consistent prayer? My name is Steve Cullum, and welcome to Student Ministry Connection. Today, with the help of one of my high school students, I want to share a story about how God did just that in our ministry and our community, and he wants to do the same in yours as well. Again, my name is Steve Cullum, and welcome to Student Ministry Connection, a podcast for those who serve in student ministry, want to get connected, and have a desire to grow. Some of you might remember back in episode 87, we had Travis Deans on the podcast to talk about the strategy of a nine-month mission trip with students. Essentially, this is an idea where students will approach their entire school year with a similar mindset that they have on a mission trip not to just get through it, but to make every moment count for Christ. And they can do that through three main methods, prayer, care, and share. And as I mentioned on that episode, we were going to try to implement that nine-month mission trip in our student ministry this year. And we've had several amazing God stories that have resulted from that initiative. We've had so many of our students who have grown in their prayer lives. They've stepped out to serve others in their school and in their community, and they bring their friends to church and student ministry all the time. It's so cool to see all that happening. But today I wanted to focus on one particular story that it was just a huge answer to prayer that honestly we've been praying for for this particular thing for over four years. Now, if you're a regular part of our community here, this episode is going to feel a little bit different than normal. First of all, I've invited one of my high school students to join me. And second, it's going to be more story driven than a usual interview. Also, we've purposely chosen not to share the student's full name. I hope you understand. But before we hop into this story, I want to pause and thank the sponsor of this episode of the podcast. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everyone as well, with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $20 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $30 a month. And if you want an affordable, engaging video curriculum, G-Shades has you covered for only $40 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. Head over to gshades.org, that's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G to download season four of G-Shades curriculum and use the promo code CONNECTION at checkout to receive an extra $20 off your order. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Thank you, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You can find the link to G-Shades in the podcast show notes. Growing up in the middle of the Bible Belt in the 1980s and 90s, it wasn't uncommon at all for us to talk about church and the Bible at school. And we had several Christian clubs on our campus. They were all well attended. And we always saw a lot of students show up early for school in order to pray at our annual See You at the Pole gathering. And then God opened my eyes and he took me to serve in two of the most post-Christian places in the United States. 
And I realized that my experience in middle school and high school was not what other students experienced. And over time, even in the Midwest, Christianity has become less and less common. Before I continue, here's a bit of context where I currently live and serve. I live in a suburban city of about 100,000 people north of Denver in Boulder County. We have five traditional public high schools, a charter school, and a couple private high schools as well. Our schools also offer open enrollment, so basically students get to choose wherever they want to attend, no matter where they live in town. So while some schools have a decent Christian presence on campus, there are some schools who had nothing. And one in particular hadn't seen anything overtly Christian on their campus for over four years. And in fact, a little over four years ago, several of us at our church and other youth pastors in town realized this, and we started praying. And over time, we saw God begin to work. He worked in the lives of teachers and administrators who loved the school that they worked at, but they also loved Jesus. And they started coming together, and we started having conversations and prayed together and thought, what is God going to do? What can he do in this particular school? And there was a lot of people that were excited about something happening. However, the laws state that, you know, while clubs and groups need to be supervised by a school employee, they must be student run. And this particular school had been going through some hard times and they were actually a little hesitant to allow any Christian thing to happen on their campus. And year after year, the thought of stepping in to face the school administration, to jump through all the hoops that they needed to, and hoping that they would finally be able to gain the approval to start something just really overwhelmed all of our Christian students. But we kept praying. And this last year was probably the hardest and the most focused prayers that we had prayed because we knew that God had brought a lot of these pieces together, but we were still waiting on that student leader. Meanwhile, as I mentioned earlier, our student ministry had launched into the nine-month mission trip for this school year. And as our team of leaders shared with students about what that was all about, they discussed it in their small groups, and they prayed together for what God was going to do throughout the school year. An emerging student leader began to think and pray herself. Laura had been in church most of her life, and she was a part of my wife's small group. And she was just beginning her junior year. And while she knew it was going to be a lot of work, she also knew that God was asking her to do something big in her school. Well, it started as something that I saw that I needed at my school and grew from there into something that would help my classmates. I very quickly realized that it was not a place that was friendly to the Christian faith. My first year, I felt really alone. Like, what if I'm the only one? What if no one here believes like I do? For a long time in my school, the church has really been silenced and underground. I realized that if I'm feeling alone, there's got to be others who are feeling the same way. So I really just wanted to bring the church at my school into the light and create a place where Christian students didn't have to feel alone anymore. One seemingly small thing that God did this year but was really cool was that he made it more convenient for the group to actually meet over lunch. Previously, the school had multiple lunch periods, but this year they switched to one. So this made it really easy for the club to just meet over lunch. And of course, food is a big draw to teenagers. When I started to just think up and dream this group, I was kind of feeling like I was on my own for this. And since I, it has to be student led. So I was like, okay, I got to do this by myself. But I reached out to you, Steve. And then 
immediately I had a bunch of incredible adults in the community just behind me and supporting me all the way. So that was definitely a godsend. And then a second, more unexpected way that I wasn't really expecting to see God move was by providing food for the group. We have our meetings at lunch, so most weeks I try to have pizza and snacks for everybody. But being a student, I obviously can't afford that myself. But since the very beginning of the group, I knew that was something that I would need help with. And people were coming to me like, hey, I'd love to cover food for a week for you. And that's been really amazing to see God's provision there. Laura knew that a group like this could serve two purposes, to bring students together who already knew Christ, but also for those students to have an impact on the school at large. Primarily, I wanted to make this group a safe place for Christian students at school. I wanted this to be a community where we didn't have to feel like we're all alone at school anymore, where we can lift each other up and strengthen each other and pray for each other and all of that kind of thing that we didn't really have before this. After that, I want to see long-term change in my school for the better. The atmosphere at my school has over time shifted into something that's very dark, and I don't want it to be that way anymore. As I said earlier, there were a lot of different hoops that she had to jump through in order to make this group happen. And a lot of students in the face of all those things would have probably been really nervous. But surprisingly, Laura wasn't as nervous as you might think. I was a little nervous at some points, but God's really emboldened me to do this. Um, One time where I did start to feel a little nervous was before talking to the administrators at my school. Um, I was worried that, like, what was I going to say and what would they think and what would they say? And God actually reminded me of a verse in Joshua where the Lord says, see, I have already delivered Jericho into your hands. Just kind of telling me, like, I've already won the battle. You just need to go take the victory. And while the group is not blown up in terms of attendance yet, it's a steady growth that we're seeing. And there's a core group of students that are inviting their friends. We've seen new students start to come that have not really been plugged in anywhere before. And one student in particular considered herself an atheist not too long ago. God is clearly working and everyone involved is trusting that he will continue to work as he has so far to use this group to impact the school that was for a long time unreached. Maybe you have students in your ministry who are thinking about starting a group like this. If so, Laura has some encouragement for them. So this is going to kind of sound cliche, but don't be afraid. I know that's easier said than done because I know I was afraid at some points, but we've got the power of God with us. We don't have a reason to be afraid. Um, Don't write yourself off as being too small or too young or too quiet. If the decision was up to me who would be the best to lead this group at my school, I would have picked me dead last. I'm generally pretty quiet, and I don't see myself as very courageous or daring, but he used me anyway. So don't write yourself off. Don't be afraid. God's God's got you. Trust in that power. I also ask her what she would say to other youth pastors who want to encourage their students to do something similar, maybe in starting a club or stepping out to lead others in Christ in their high school. I would say encourage them to be strong and let God God have complete control of the situation. Tell them that it doesn't matter if they feel small because God often uses the unlikeliest of people. Tell them not to wait for somebody else to do it because we're the next generation of the church. And as we come of age, it's up to us to take care of these things. I would say tell them that you'll be behind them the whole way. That was something that was really instrumental in my journey. So just let them know that You're supporting them and God's supporting them. Laura and everyone involved would like to ask you to continue to pray for this group. We're excited that this is now a thing, but we know that God has so much more to do in it and through it. 
I would very much appreciate the prayers. I would ask that God just continue to work through this group to be a light at school and to work through the people in this group and to help us lift each other up. As you could probably tell, we are incredibly proud of Laura, but we're also so proud of many, many other students who have done very similar things, stepping out of their comfort zones in their schools in order to pray for people, to care for them, and to share Jesus, and in sometimes some very dark places. I wanted to share this story on the podcast for a few different reasons. First, I wanted to provide some encouragement for what God is doing in our corner of the world. You may look at the teenagers in your community and get overwhelmed, but know that God is still working. And if you have students in your group who need encouragement, or maybe you need some encouragement, I pray that this story can provide just that. Second, if you've been on the fence about the nine-month mission trip strategy, I wanted to give you some firsthand examples of how it has been transforming our ministry and our community. And if you have more questions about it, feel free to reach out to me or also Travis Deans, who is in episode 87. I'll make sure to have his contact info in the podcast show notes for this episode as well. And third, I want to provide a reminder that we cannot do this alone. This club is not happening just because one student stepped up. It's a combination of God, of course, but also many Christians from different churches coming together, praying together, and combining efforts. Yes, it's one of our students leading, but the students that are attending are representing several different churches because we're all on the same team. I really hope this episode was helpful for you today. And if so, please be sure to share it with others who serve in student ministry. Please also continue to pray for this brand new group, for the students attending and the teachers and the administrators who have stepped up in order to supervise it and be praying about what God wants to do in your community through your students as well. And if you have a similar story from your ministry, I want to hear it. Please reach out to me on social media. You can find me at Steve Cullum on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also reach out to Student Ministry Connection on social media as well. We're at Stumen Connect on Twitter and at Student Ministry Connection on Instagram and Facebook. All of those links are going to be in the show notes. I also want to say thanks again to the sponsor of this episode, G-Shades. Head over to their website and check out their curriculum, their blog, and so much more. And be sure to use the promo code CONNECTION at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Thank you so much, G-Shades, for your sponsorship. And thanks again to all of you for listening to this episode of Student Ministry Connection. As a reminder, we are getting closer and closer to 100 episodes, which will also be happening in the same month as our seven-year anniversary. If you have suggestions on what you would like to hear on that 100th episode, please let us know. We want to make it a very special episode, and we'd love your input. Thanks again, everyone. Be sure to stay connected, and may God bless your ministry.